Welcome to another Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. We got a lot to talk about on today's show. Terry McLaurin got a huge big money contract extension from the Washington Commanders. Is what's going on with people like Terry McLaurin in the wide receiver market right now good for the NFL? Me and Alex will discuss that. Also, DK Metcalf or Debo Samuel, both are in line to be the next guy to get that big money deal. Which would you choose? And then finally, who looks better throughout this mess of a situation now? The Browns or Baker Mayfield? All of that and more on a Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. Let's roll. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Football fans, we are back for another Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. Again, we're going to kick off today's show talking about that big money extension for Terry McLaurin with the Washington Commanders, what it means for Washington, what it means for the rest of the NFL. Before we get into that, I do want to thank you guys for making the Locked On NFL Podcast your first listen every day. If it's your first ever listen, make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. The Locked On NFL Podcast is free and available on all platforms, including the Locked On NFL NFL YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe there, smash the notification bell, and throw a thumbs up on the video if you're watching right now. Alex, diving right in. Well, of course, I'm Tyler Rowland, host of Locked on Titans, Monday through Friday, your team every day. Here with my co-host, Alex Clancy, host of Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. Of course, there's that. We're leading the show. But Alex, let's dive right in to the topic at hand. Terry McLaurin gets a three-year, $71 million worth of new money extension. He's coming in just right below what A.J. Brown got with the Eagles, but another big-time wide receiver contract. I mean, instant thoughts. Washington probably had to do this. McLaurin's way outperformed his third-round draft slot. He's one of the better receivers in the league, and he's been dealing with garbage at quarterback basically the entire time. I think it was a good idea to give McLaurin the extension. Do you feel differently? No. I mean, especially, like, they got a they got a discount on the first couple of years. You know, he was the third round yeah. pick. I know that very well because the Arizona Cardinals took Andy Isabel in the second round instead of <laughs> DK Metcalf, Terry McLaurin, and or Deontay Johnson. Um, right. No, this is this is um, honestly, this one makes the most sense of all the young quarterback wide receivers that have gotten a deal. Like just because he's buried in the Dallas Cowboys division, where nobody really talks about the professional football team aside from the owner. Seemingly being a terrible right. person, um, this is Terry McLaurin's a thousand yard receiver, and he hasn't had that like holy smokes breakout year. But he's got a quarterback now with a, with a cannon. Regardless he, of what you Wentz feel about Carson Wentz, like right, I wanted to it. see Terry McLaurin with Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's what I wanted to yes. see, and we never got to mm-hmm. see that. That was really unfortunate. But all in all, it's I mean it's it's the right move, and it's not like an exorbitant five-year, 130 mil, three-year extension, 90. Like, he deserves it. He 100% right. deserves it. And let me ask you this. That's fine. We're going to see these. We're going to talk next segment about Debo Samuel or DK Metcalf, who's going to be next or who should get paid next. Is this good for the sport? Like, I'm not like an old man waving, you know, shaking his fist at the clouds. Good for the players. Always get your money. 
I get it. 100%. Right. right. I sign up on that petition. But like when rookies have more say than a GM about what's going to happen, that's not necessarily a good thing. In my opinion, rookie scout contract. I mean, right. it's like, and we went back to this. You laughed at me two months ago when we had the, when we had the offshoot conversation of you were right. rookie scale right. contracts going to be a thing of the past. Like at yeah. this point, if you believe in a third round guy and you want to give him a two year deal to prove it, and then you can want to give him a hundred million dollars a year next, you should be able to like, I don't yeah. know why there are these rules in play now because offensive linemen are getting paid so much. Now we're way far, way far removed from Matt Stafford making more money before he takes a snap than a full offensive line makes in their career combined. We're beyond that now because everybody's yeah. making money. So I don't know, man. We're getting closer. Do you think it's good for the sport? Or do you think it's like, well, this is the next iteration of the NFL? I don't feel very confident in, in this take, but it's just something that's in the back of my head. I think it may be bad for the sport. I think player empowerment, generally speaking, could be bad for the sport. Now, I'm with you. I'm closer to being a millionaire than a billionaire, although I'm not close to either. But the point is, I don't want to side with billionaires over millionaires. I agree. Every individual person should go get as much money as they possibly can, especially in a career like the NFL, where you only get a certain amount of prime earning years. So I don't blame any player individually for going out and getting the biggest contract they can. But at the end of the day, the players are always negotiating against the team. And at the end of the day, what's best for the sport is the health of the team, not the health of the player. And people, you know, former players will always go online and say, you realize you're rooting for laundry. How can you love a guy? And then he changes teams and now all of a sudden he's a bum and blah, blah, blah. Because these dudes just don't seem to realize fans are in it for the team. Yeah, if you getting so much money as a player hurts my team's chances, of being better, then I'm going to be mad that you got that much money because it makes my team worse. And ultimately, these players are negotiating against these teams, the PA against the NFL, and the more wins that the players have, I think, are the more losses for the teams, and fans care about their team, not so much the individual players, for better or for worse. Yeah, You know, societally speaking, morals-wise. So for me, I actually think the more power the players get, the more they control what's going on. And we, I don't want players. LeBron James is basically the GM for the Lakers. And what did he tell him to do last year? Trade for $47 million Russell Westbrook, who does not fit at all with what the Lakers are as a team. If you let the players run the team, they're going to run it like a player, not someone who's paid to run a football team like a GM. So I think the more players can push teams to do things they don't want to do, it's worse for the sport. So I know that's a a, a boot, uh, boot kiss and take. You know no, what I mean? Yeah. It's a boot kiss and take in a point, and I understand that. But I guess that's how I do feel. The more the players run what's going on, the less – it's a lesser win for the teams. And I think the health of the teams, not the health of the individual players, in the scale of things, both things are important. But you want the teams to be healthier and better run – and doing smarter things than to have the players running everything. So I, I personally think that these players on rookie-scale contracts having more and more say and more and more power early on, I actually think it's worse for the sport long-term. 
Yeah, I mean, I, that's fair. I mean, it's super convoluted. It's super. It's it's yeah. It's it's, a, it's, it's a muddy right now because we don't know. Yeah. We don't know what the future is. And you could be look misconstrued like, you know? when you yeah, have but, this conversation. But, but let me. Know. But but and I know I know we need to move on. But like real quick, you know, it's so arbitrary. Like the ninth overall pick gets paid more than the thirteenth overall pick or whatever. I know there's a gap there. It's like, what if like teams should be able to pay their rookies whatever they want. And it, it I, will I self-regulate. It'll yeah. It'll, yeah. It'll self-regulate. I mean, it's, you're not going to give, like Trevor Lawrence getting drafted, he's not going to make $40 million a year because it's a bad business decision. But if you right. want to pay him a little bit less, sign him to an eight-year deal and backload it with no any sort of restructuring possible. You're not going to play. Like the team, the, the teams will always be thinking in the future interest of the team. Okay. Right. And if you want to draft somebody number one overall, welcome. You can be the future of this organization, but I'll tell you what, you're not going to hold us hostage. And that's one thing that can benefit both. You give Trevor Lawrence a $120 million contract over seven years. Sure. Everybody wins. And I feel like that would be a little bit better than saying, no, you have to pay 35.321 million all guaranteed over four years for the number one overall pick. I just think it's dumb. Alex, if we're doing the Thursday show, we're doing a show together 10 years from now, when this actually happens, we're coming on smoking cigars. I'm taking my shirt off. To celebrate. Yeah, Red Arbok. It's getting crazy in here. But that's not for today. What is for today (laughs) is a discussion about the next wide receiver that might get a big-time deal after Terry McLaurin, Debo Samuel, DK Metcalf. Who would you give the money to? Who deserves it? Whose team should pay them? We'll discuss all of that. And then at the end of the show, who looks better right now, the Browns or Baker Mayfield? It's uh, who's the shiniest turd? To cap off the show. Before we get into the rest of our topics today, though, I do want to tell you guys about rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business that's been serving online parts customers for over 20 years. Their catalog's easy to use, it's easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the different brands, all the different specifications. Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck. And when you make your purchase, make sure you write locked on and the how did you hear about us box. It's right underneath where you put your shipping information so they know that we sent you amazing. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Second segment here, Locked on NFL Thursday. Alex Clancy, Locked on Cardinals. Tyler Rowland, Locked on Titans. Follow him five days a week. Check it out. YouTube, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Locked on Cardinals, five days a week, YouTube free and available wherever you get your podcast. Uh, thanks for making Locked on NFL your first listen each and every day. Truly appreciate it. Um, we are the duo for Locked on NFL Thursday. Normally, we have kind of a mystery segment. I kind of I gave Tyler a week off. Um, he knows all three topics we're going to be discussing, uh, which is kind of uh, sad face for me, but it's fine. Uh, Terry McLaurin gets paid, three or $71 million extension. Good for him. Is it good for the sport, bad for the sport? Leave it in the comments. It's, it'll be fun to see what everybody thinks. Uh, there's two big names coming up. Oh, one of whom, well, I think both of both of these guys could potentially be wearing different uniforms when this contract happens, even though one of them seems to be less likely than the other. D, uh, DK Metcalf and Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel's been at was at mandatory minicamp, didn't do a whole lot, uh, according to reports. Um, if you had to pick one, Debo, the all-world don't pay me as a running back. That's why I want out of San Francisco, or DK Metcalf the Megatron Jr. who is who was built in a lab and unbelievable that there, there were 40, what, 
I don't even know, 60-some-odd picks that went yeah, uh, crazy. that were taken before him uh, late in the second round. Again, the Cardinals could have drafted him. Could have flipped Josh Rosen for DK Metcalf. That was the second-round pick they got from the Dolphins. And they went the with, with the FCS wide-receiving uh, uh, yards leader from the year before from UMass, Andy Isabella. He is oh. no Victor Cruz. Um, okay. <laughs> If you had to pick one, one more of a traditional running uh, wide receiver and the other, yeah. the next level, next generation NFL player, who would you pay if you had to pick one, DK Metcalf or Debo Samuel? I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. This is tough because, and I'm going to be honest, I do not like DK Metcalf as a player. Uh, during my time watching him on film, he's pouty. He's a bad teammate. He doesn't block when he's not getting the ball. He doesn't give uh, good effort every snap. Not only that, but he uh, doesn't seem to have a good attitude on the sidelines a lot of the time with his teammates. Um, gets into little spats, easy to get in his head and kind of rattle him and get him out of the game a little bit. So personality, play personality-wise, DK Metcalf is very low on my list of players that I would want on my team. But, but what I know from being 31 years old is you don't got to like everybody that you work with. And the reality here is Debo Samuel gets hurt all the time. And what makes Debo Samuel so special is his versatility, and he doesn't want to do that all the time. It's like I would compare I'm going heavy NBA comparisons, but hey, we're an NBA free agency and we're in the dead period of the NFL. I compare it to Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard, all-time defensive player. Could have been an all-time player period, but on offense, he didn't want to just do pick and rolls, cut to the basket, set screens, do all that. He wanted to prove to Shaq and Charles Barkley and these talking heads, hey, I can post up, I can go over left shoulder, right shoulder, hook, drop step, all that, up and under. He wanted to prove that he was a a full offensive big man, and he tried so hard to be something he wasn't that it hurt his value in the long run. Debo Samuel's best value is as a versatile weapon as a wide receiver, as a running back. If he's saying, hey, I want to trade from San Francisco unless you guys tell me you're not going to do that to me anymore. Well, then to me, if he's just a pure wide receiver, he loses value. Not only that, but he's been hurt so much more than DK Metcalf. I mean, DK Metcalf, uh, 16 games, 16 games, 17 games. He's played every single game of his NFL career. So for me, if I'm an NFL team about to give this dude $100 million, $60, 70000000 million guaranteed, whatever, I think Debo's a better talent. I think he's a more versatile talent. And I don't really like DK's personality, but man, if I got a gun in my head and my money coming out, I'm going with DK Metcalf. Give, give me the freak, athlete, freak size, who freaking is out there all the time. Yeah. Um, you know, if I were a wide receiver in Pete Carroll's system, I'd be pissed off all the time also. When they run the ball all the time, that's all they do. Like, imagine Russell Wilson's numbers in in an Andy Reid offense. Russell Wilson, prop like, if you put Andy Reid as the head coach on that roster, over the course yeah. of time, it didn't matter if it was all tight ends yeah. with Jimmy Graham, et cetera, and the, and, the, and, the wide, and the offensive line was bad after they traded Max Unger. Russell Wilson would have massive numbers right now. Massive. I mean, he would uh, be than Donovan, Donovan McNabb ever. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, and you look like DK Metcalf's like the third option on offense. Tyler Lockett is there, was another, was the first option. 
ahead yeah. of TJ Metcalf, plus Chris Carson and Rashad Penny, and you know, uh, you know, and and uh, you know, Big Bird and whoever the hell else were running backs there. They had so JD McKissick, like they had so many running backs. Um, I'm paying DK Metcalf because he's one yeah. of the best receivers in the league. Debo Samuel, as you mentioned, he's a new age Percy Harvin, and they use him like it. Like he's got 30 pounds on Percy, but he doesn't have the hip injury that Percy Harvin had that derailed yeah. his career like yeah, Bo Jackson might with that. Yeah, he's a better, yeah, he's better, but they use him like that. Yes. And it's, first of all, it's not sustainable. And number two, it wouldn't work in any other system besides San Francisco's. Like, if I'm Debo Samuel, I don't want to get hit like that as a running back, even though he can run over linebackers. Yeah, I wouldn't want any part of that. So yeah, I would still I would pay, as you mentioned, he gets injured too. DK Metcalf has missed a couple games, but I would 100 percent take the Julio Jones Jr. that we're seeing now in DK Metcalf, he's going to have another 10 years in his career if he stays healthy. And I don't know if that's going to be the same for Debo Samuel. I mean, that's not necessarily fair. I mean, we're splitting hairs here. Both these guys are exemplary talents, but they could not be more different players. I mean, DK plays all the time. He's, He's literally played 16 games, 16 games, 17 games. Every game of his career, he's played. 58 catches for 900 yards and seven touchdowns as a rookie. 900 yards and seven touchdowns as a rookie. 1,310 touchdowns as a sophomore. And then 967 yards last year and 12 touchdowns when Geno Smith was the quarterback for half of a season. I mean, the guy plays. He produces nonstop all the time. And even though I don't like that he doesn't block and stuff, I agree. The catch-22 of Debo Samuel is he's more productive and valuable if he's in that versatile role. But his big problem is injuries, and he's more likely to get injured if he plays that versatile role. So yeah. that's a, a a good point out by you. And with that in mind, I think we're both in agreement. We take DK Metcalf. Yeah, for sure. And, and one last thing. I know we're going to get to Baker versus Browns here. Really fun segment to, to finish out the show. If they start using Mike Williams more like Keenan Allen and not – if they start using DK Metcalf less like Mike Williams, which is what they've been doing, mm. big play, big chunk play – he can, I mean, he can get separation, obviously, and even when he does, he's got good hands, and he's bigger than every other corner times a hundred that he that he's up against. Um, and like if they use him more frequently in Seattle, I mean, the sky's the limit for the dude, you know. Yeah. But he is a big chunk guy as of now. Uh, Alex Clancy locked on Cardinals. Tyler Rowland locked on Titans. Um, we make up locked on NFL Thursday. Thank you for making locked on NFL your first listen every day. Baker or the Cleveland Browns. It's not as clear as it once was, Once was, is it? Damn it. Uh, we'll be right back and talk about that first, betonline.net. Um, a little home cooking here. My favorite thing to look up now is, if not the Nets, where is Kevin Durant going to land? And obviously Kyrie Irving opting back in. People think that that should be enough to keep Kevin Durant there. Mm-hmm. We have no idea if Kyrie Irving is going to be a net come the start of 2022 when people actually need players. I mean – He's still Kyrie Irving, so we'll see. But that you can check out betonline.net. Not all books have that. Betonline.net does if you're a Kevin Durant fan and want to see where the next potential place he could land if it's not the Nets. It's your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. And betonline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. Go to the website or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, final segment, Locked on NFL Thursday. Uh, should we talk about it or we don't want to talk about it? Tyler Rowland at Tic Tac Titans uh, every day. Best Titans news out there. Check them out on YouTube. The and available wherever you get your platforms. Locked on Cardinals for me, Monday through Friday. Well, 
through June 17th, both of us will be doing three shows per week, um, gearing up for camp. Like the off season is never an off season for the NFL, but I think Tyler and I both agree specifically that three jam packed podcast is better than five with a little bit of redundancy during the slower times. Yes. And, and, and uh, that's worked out very nicely for us over the last quality weeks. over quantity. Yeah. Um, we will be here every Thursday for you though, regardless of Tyler wants to be with me or not. So uh, when this off season started, it was Baker Mayfield is the villain. Baker mm-hmm. Mayfield is too outspoken. Baker mm-hmm. Mayfield with the quote of if I, I'm the one who decides if I'm in a play or not. And obviously he didn't play that week with the shoulder injury. And there's the other side of Baker where great leader players seem to like him. Um, it just, it's this weird oddity between front office of an organization that's perennially a losing organization and Baker Mayfield, the former number one, number one overall pick. And then enter Deshaun Watson, gets traded, 235 guaranteed or whatever was fully guaranteed. Baker Mayfield's out. They signed Jacoby Brissett. Baker Mayfield's going to get traded to Carolina or Seattle or Indy or Atlanta or wherever. And none of that has happened. And then now there's a, there was a tweet out um, by Amy Dash, I believe, that said if Deshaun Watson gets charged in some capacity for all 24 counts of uh, assault that, that he's that, that's up and that's up for question right now, yeah, he could face from the NFL disciplinary committee a minimum of 144 game suspension. We don't think like that's just a tweet that I saw from a reputable source. Okay. It's just folding that in here though, Tyler Rowland of Locked On Titans. Baker ain't looking so bad. Not to, not just to play for the for the damn Browns, but also the Browns are slowly starting to brownie brown brown all the way around town. Like they're they normally do. do their thing. Yeah. And Baker Mayfield looks like a guy like, hey, I just want a ball, man. Get off my ass for wanting to play with a hurt shoulder. I will run through a brick wall. You've seen it. And yeah. yeah, maybe he's not the most talented, but isn't Baker Mayfield the best like option for the Browns right now, a quarterback, who they have on the roster? Yeah, I, I think it's funny. I said this before the show, but if Baker Mayfield, if we did a, a, a fake scenario where Baker Mayfield wasn't on the Browns, like, you know, Baker just was not on the Browns right now. The Browns might be the perfect team to trade for Baker Mayfield. They need somebody like that. And you could go with Jacoby Brissett. That's fine. But Baker Mayfield's better than Jacoby Brissett. Okay? I, I I actually, I'm not a huge Baker Mayfield fan. One of the only bad reviews I've ever had on my podcast ever was a Browns fan because I said Baker was not good my first year ever doing the show. And then he trounced the Titans by like 30 points. So we have seen a healthy Baker Mayfield with a good cast around him be good. Now, we know he's not an elite guy. He's not a, a, a rising tide that can raise all boats. We know that. But that's not what the Browns need while Deshaun Watson is suspended. They need a guy like Baker Mayfield, literally. And Brissett's not that guy. Brissett is a backup quarterback. Baker Mayfield is a borderline starter. And if Deshaun Watson's going to be out a whole season, the report that you saw, 24 games, whatever that may be, they need a borderline starter. They need a Jimmy G. They need a Sam Darnold. They need a Baker Mayfield. They don't need a, a Jacoby Brissett. That, that's not going to get the job done. So I think it's funny that Baker would be the perfect fit for the Browns right now if he weren't just the Browns quarterback. And I also got to say, it's obvious that the Browns look worse now. The Browns look way worse for what they've done, not only for how they treated Baker, but then just how little due diligence it seemed like they actually did. 
for this Deshaun Watson trade. So basically, them treating Baker like crap made it even between them and Baker. And then what's come out now about their lack of process with with Deshaun Watson makes the Baker stuff fade away. And it's almost like the Browns, it's like musicians who have a wife and kids and then they finally hit their big break and get their famous song out there. And then they leave their wife for some other hot musician or supermodel. The Browns got one little taste, one little taste of a playoff win. And they went berserk and decided to just, we got to do whatever we do to be famous and be big time. And I think at some point, although he's a multimillionaire who gets to play football for a living, you do have to feel bad for Baker Mayfield. And that makes the Browns the ultimate villain. Yeah, it makes him look bad. I mean, listen. I feel like, and rightfully so, the most important moment for Baker Mayfield's worth was when he was on the sidelines and Chad Henney fourth fourth down against Kansas City to seal that game. If he yeah. got the ball back, like there's always that what if. What if? What if they stopped him and you have a short field and you go down and score and you beat the Kansas City Chiefs? Yeah, what are we talking about? You go to the AFC right Championship now. game. Woo. You were talking about Man. extension. You're talking about something completely yes. different. The fact no that question. it wasn't him. Like it wasn't Jimmy, like Jimmy Garoppolo last year had a minute and a half to go down and score against the Rams to beat them. And he failed miserably. Baker Mayfield didn't have that opportunity. So they're always that. What if he did? What if he was able to do that? And I think that works in his favor at this point, even though he's had some, he has some shortcomings, but are they going to turn into a pass first team just because there's a new quarterback? They have a, they have two top 15 running backs and one of the best offensive lines in football. Like, yeah. The biggest part, and you're right, like he'd he'd be the perfect fit for the for the for the Browns if he wasn't on the Browns already. Right. He knows the offense also. So there's mm-hmm. no curve. It's run it back. The floor is so much lower with Jacoby yeah. Brissett than with than with uh, Baker Mayfield. You're telling me you can't win 10 or 11 games with Baker Mayfield at quarterback? You're high. You know how many bad quarterbacks there are in the We've NFL? Seen He's not the greatest. He's right. a top 20 quarterback, though. And you don't let one of those people go. Now, sure, if like I just can't see Deshaun Watson playing football this year. Like, I don't, I don't everybody's no like, way. oh, six games, it'll be eight games, it'll be. Yeah. You tell me why you think. Not now. After him play, not playing for almost 700 days that now it's just magically going to happen when things yeah. have intensified, they need to, they need to, and I know we're going long, they need to sit bigger down and be like, bro, I'm sorry. Take your $19 million, my B. Take the $19 million, play for us this year, yeah. and that's the best way to get yourself another big contract is to play well. You know that we're not going to keep you around because we got all this money in Watson. So, yeah, I think the best move for both sides is for Baker to play. But he said earlier or earlier this week or last weekend at a football camp that it's best for both sides to move on. So the Browns may have put themselves in a really tough spot. But that's going to do it for us today here on the Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Tyler Rowland from Locked On Titans, here with Alex Clancy, host of Locked On Cardinals. Make sure you guys check out Locked On NFL Friday with Chris Carter and your boy Q. Not your boy Q, my boy Q, but your boy Q. Either way, that's going to do it for us. Everybody take care, stay safe, and we'll see you next week.